Hey bubs, welcome back to a brand new episode of Talkin' Snicked, the best podcast there is at what it does, and what it does best is tell you about Wolverine. I'm your host Ryan, for today's episode we are continuing on with our alternate Wolverines, this time discussing one from the dystopian future known only as the Wastelands. We are covering Old Man Logan numbers 31 through 35. Bubs, before we dive into the rest of the episode, I do want to apologize. You may have noticed that the sound in this episode is a little different than it usually is. And the reason for that is I'm having some technical difficulties. I am not sure if it's my mixer or my microphones or my SLR cables or whatever it happens to be, uh, but they are not cooperating. They are not recording any kind of sound. I am troubleshooting the issue, and hopefully by the next episode that is all worked out. In the meantime, I am recording this on the really bad microphone that is included in my Apple earbuds, so the sound is probably not going to be up to par. So I apologize, but I didn't want to rob you of an entire episode. This is an episode I'm very excited about. I'm really looking forward to diving into Old Man Logan, especially this story, and I didn't want to rob you all of that experience. So if you can bear with me here through this wonky sound, I really appreciate it. So Old Man Logan is a concept that came about during Volume 3 of Wolverine. Now, I've discussed with you all before the two-part series Wolverine Enemy of the State and Wolverine Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. that were written by Mark Miller. And back in 2008, Mark Miller teamed up with Steve McNiven, his cohort from Civil War. And they told us a tale that was, I had mentioned, set in a dystopian future called Old Man Logan, and the concept of this story is that the supervillains of the world all banded together and decided that the best way to take out the superheroes would be through one fell swoop. So they coordinated this major attack, and all of the supervillains in the Marvel Universe launched their plans against the superheroes simultaneously. And the way that they defeated the X-Men was they projected a thought into Wolverine's head that he was being attacked in the X-Mansion by all the various villains that he had fought in in his entire life. So Sabretooth, Cyber, Omega Red, all kinds of different villains. Some X-Men villains, some not. Uh, that they were attacking the mansion. And Wolverine realizing that he was outnumbered and up against all of these supervillains had to resort to his berserker rage, his bestial instincts. And he, over the course of a couple hours, just managed to slaughter every single supervillain that was in the X-Mansion fighting against him. And it wasn't until after he had defeated every last villain that it was revealed to him that he was under mind control, he was being manipulated into thinking that his friends were his enemies, and that he wasn't in fact fighting supervillains, he was fighting the X-Men. So Wolverine 
killed all of the X-Men. And upon realizing what he had done, he quit the world of superheroing. He swore never to pop his claws again, and he vanished into the sunset with nothing but shame and regret. Eventually, he is tracked down at a moment when he is at his weakest. He is living in an area that is being controlled by a group of villains known as the Hulk Gang. And these are the irradiated offspring of Bruce Banner and his cousin Jennifer Walters, the She-Hulk. It's, it's a messed up story. It's, keep in mind, this is Mark Miller, and he likes to push the envelope, and he tells shocking stories, and that's just his style. That's just how he is, and Old Man Logan is no exception. It is a fantastic story. I don't remember if I've covered it on this show or not. I don't think I have. Maybe I have. I don't think I did. And... He was a popular character, but it was just a quick series. It went through issues 66 through 72 of Wolverine. And then there was like a giant-sized special uh, that was released like a year or two later. That was like the final part of this story. It had to do with Wolverine teaming up with uh, an old Hawkeye and traveling across what was left of the country to deliver something to who he thought were good guys and there was a double cross and there's this big great battle and there's fun stuff in here but ultimately it is a sad tale it's a tale of revenge it's really good i recommend reading it uh, it's definitely not for all ages i mean it's wolverine uh, but it's wolverine as written by mark miller so it's very much uh, moving into his darker deeper character aspects the violence the rage the shame that sort of thing needless to say the concept was exceedingly popular it was super well received among fans not just fans of wolverine but fans of the genre fans of mark miller just fans of comics in general because it was such a shocking and yet fun story so about seven years later, in 2015, when Marvel was doing their big universe-wide crossover event, Secret Wars, the Old Man Logan universe made its return to Marvel Comics. The concept behind Secret Wars 2015 was all these various universes and everything, the heroes from these universes were being pulled into Battle World. There was like a world for X-Men 1992 that was loosely based on the comic from the time. It was like right after Chris Claremont left, so things were getting wild. Plus, it was also influenced by the cartoon show and those sort of things. And, of course, we also had a miniseries for Old Man Logan that was written by Brian Michael Bendis. And it was the popularity of that miniseries that convinced Marvel to allow an ongoing series starring Old Man Logan occur. So in 2016, Old Man Logan was launched as an ongoing series. At the time, uh, regular Logan, 616 Logan, had been dead. He was killed off in the Death of Wolverine series from 2014 that I did cover on the show in a past episode. And so Marvel, feeling a lack of clawed superheroes, uh, 
decided to launch an ongoing series starring Old Man Logan. So in the wake of the events of Secret Wars, Old Man Logan found himself within the 616 universe, or just the main Marvel universe where he was discovered by Storm and Jean Grey. Eventually he joined the fold and came back to the X-Men, but in addition to coming back to an X-Team, he also got his own ongoing title. And it was originally written by Jeff Lemire, and to be honest with my fellow fans here, I actually didn't particularly care for the series all that much. It wasn't until Jeff Lemire left and Ed Brisson, or Brisson, I don't know, he's, he's Canadian, so it could be French-Canadian pronunciation, and I might be doing it wrong, uh, but Ed Brisson taking over the writing on Old Man Logan, and we finally got a arc that I was really looking forward to reading, and that is the arc from Old Man Logan 31 through 33, and that is the Scarlet Samurai. So first we will discuss Scarlet Samurai, and then we will discuss the immediate sequel, which is Moon Over Madripoor. Old Man Logan number 31, Scarlet Samurai Part 1, was written by Ed Brisson, the art from Mike Diodato Jr., color from Frank Martin, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. So I'm a big Mike Diodato fan. I really like his art style. It's especially good in this particular story as we get kind of like a Japanese crime noir story, which I happen to love. I just, I like how it has this pulpy feel. It just makes you feel like you're reading a magazine from the 40s or 50s. It's fantastic in addition to being good. So it just, it has that nostalgic feel and it looks good. And of course, like I said, written by Ed Brisson, who is a known, he's known for his crime comics. He is known as to be a really good crime comic writer and having him on a story that's kind of like a Japanese crime noir story mixed in with superheroics and an old Logan, it, it just works. It works really well. I was not expecting this series to actually be very good. I remember when they first announced it and there was the mystery of the Scarlet Samurai's identity. And then once they revealed the identity, I was not sold. This is not something that I was looking forward to. I thought it was going to cheapen the death of a major character. And I was completely wrong. And I was blown away by how good this story was. And I've been itching to uh, talk about Old Man Logan on this podcast. And now we finally get to. So it starts off, Old Man Logan by himself in the streets of Tokyo. And he's just kind of thinking back, and we get some good expo- exposition here. This uh, this arc takes place right after an arc that actually had to deal with like a modern-day version of the Hulk gang. Uh, so he was just dealing with his past from his other universe, and so he's kind of taking a break. He is on the streets of Tokyo, and at this point, he's just looking for a drink. And unfortunately... He finds a bar, and as he's walking into a bar, someone comes flying out of the front window of the bar, and he just puts his head down, covers his brow with his hand. You can tell that he's just exasperated. Here he is, old man Logan. If you thought that regular Logan was cantankerous enough, then just imagine him like 50 or 60 years older. 
and more grumpy. And considering the past that he came from, I would say he has good reason to just want to sit and drink an ice cold beer. So unfortunately, he kind of gets stuck. Uh, some of the criminal guys in this bar that threw this other guy out the window are saying like this bar, you know, belongs to the crazy thunder clan. And if you're going to drink in here, then you need to buy us all around first. And if you refuse, then, you know, you'll get what's coming to you. And of course, Wolverine being the nice man that he is, uh, kind of interjects and says, Hey, look, I just want to have a drink in peace. How about we let this guy go and I'll buy you around myself. I just want to drink a beer, please. And of course, this young criminal isn't going to take any of this old man's crap and just cracks him right in the face with like a baseball bat. And there's like three dudes now and they just immediately start fighting Wolverine. And we get to see that, you know, his healing factor isn't what it used to be, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's what you'd expect from an old version of Logan that he's, he doesn't have this invincible healing factor where he can heal from like one cell, which is ridiculous. Uh, no, his healing takes time. It's slow. It's still faster than the regular dude. Like he can get shot and heal from it in a matter of hours, but it's definitely not a matter of minutes or even seconds like it was with regular 616 Logan. So, you know, they're beating on him. He's becoming injured and everything. And unfortunately, they push him too far. He pops his claws. We get some fun action of him slicing up some goons until eventually he actually slices one of their arms off. And the dude just grows it right back. And Wolverine's like, what the hell? And of course, these Japanese guys are like, well, you're in trouble now, Yankee. And of course, I'm Canadian because it's Wolverine and uh, do not mistake him for a Yankee. <laughs> uh, so he starts fighting these other guys, realizing that they can all heal. And the only thing that he can do to stop them is to injure them before they can regrow their parts. So he just starts cutting off arms and legs and stuff until there's only one guy left standing. And he's like, guess what? You're the only guy left. You know, I've got claws in this fist. And if you don't tell me what I want to know, then you're going to find all three of these claws at some somewhere in your body. And <laughs> it's not going to be nice. And he says, I want to know what the heck's going on. And before the goon can answer, the scene changes. And we're taken to this futuristic looking tower that is part of the Tokyo skyline. And it is the headquarters of Yashida Corporation. And we see couple of scientists in a lab all the other scientists are heading home for the night they're going to go out to the bar perhaps they invite this guy uh toko out to drink and he says no it's all right i've got some stuff i've got to take care of and as soon as they leave the room he walks over to like a locked cabinet of specimens or something there's just some mysterious liquid in a test tube and of course he grabs three of the test tubes puts them in his pocket and then he also begins to leave once everyone else is gone so the parking garage is empty he's walking out to his car where he is then intercepted by three men two of them look like you know regular muscle bodyguard kind of guys and one of them is wearing like a fancy suit and he says Tuko, I see you're working late. And of course, this scientist guy wheels around in surprise and sees Shin, uh, Shingen Harada. And he says, Harada-sama, 
And Shingen says, um, yeah, so here's the deal. I know you've been stealing, and this is what we're going to do. You're going to tell me who you've been stealing for, or I'm going to kill your family. And naturally the guy says, oh, no, uh, no, you know, I, I can't tell you who I'm working for because they'll kill me. And of course, Shingen immediately transforms into the Silver Samurai. Yes, Shingen Harada is the son of Kenuichio Harada, who was the half-brother of Mariko Yashida and the illegitimate son of Shingen Yashida. And in a somewhat Godfather Part 3 style takeover, uh, Shingen Harada is now in charge of Yashida Corporation. Obviously, we know from a past episode of this show that Lady Mariko was killed in Wolverine number 57. And I don't think we ever did cover the death of Silver Samurai, but he is now dead in the comics as well. That's Kenuichio Harada, and his son Shingen Harada then took over. So kind of like a Godfather 3 situation with like Sonny's illegitimate son ended up taking over the business. In this case, the son of the illegitimate son is taking over the business. So he has a power to become the Silver Samurai at will, not just charge up the blade of a sword that he's holding, but he actually keeps the armor like within and is able to transform into the Silver Samurai. And he threatens the scientist holding him like over the edge of the parking garage and pretty much saying like, tell me who you're stealing for or I will drop you. And of course, that's enough for the scientist to say, I'm stealing for the crazy Thunder Clan. And Silver Samurai lets him go anyway. So now we are back to Old Man Logan. And he is just doing the old typical rundown of all the different street punks to try to figure out what's going on and how those goons were able to regenerate. And eventually he's able to track down the Crazy Thunder Clan himself. And he finds out that the Crazy Thunder Clan has been shipping this chemical out to Madripoor and old man Logan of course tries to put a stop to it so the the leader here of the crazy thunder clan his name is Kenji and he tells old man Logan that they are running this drug for the crazy thunder clan in Madripoor and uh, he's refusing to tell old man Logan where he's getting the drug instead he Six his own goons on these guys. Wolverine here starts to fight these guys, and the same thing starting to happening. Uh, he's fighting them. He's cutting off limbs. He's cutting off legs, and he says, "You know, these clones are regenerating just like the others. No need to hold back." Which is cool. We get some fun panels here of of Old Man Logan being uh, exceptionally vicious. And he starts cutting people's legs off. Eventually, this fight kind of finds them in, like, the freezer or so. And Wolverine kind of realizes that the cold is actually preventing them from regenerating. So he manages to lure, like, all these goons into the freezer and fight them until only the boss is left. And eventually, Wolverine does the whole, you know... Two claws, one on either side of the face, and I'll pop my third claw, which is going to go right into your head if you don't tell me. So eventually the guy says, okay, look, there's this, it's called Regenix. 
It's this chemical that obviously helps you regenerate, and we've been getting it from this dude who's been stealing it from a lab, and his name is Tuko Kenmachi. So now Wolverine has a name. Now he can track down the guy who's supplying the chemical to the Crazy Thunder Clan in Tokyo, who is then shipping it off to the other Crazy Thunder Clan back home in Madripoor. And so now we are back at Yashida Corp, and we see Shingen Harada sitting in his office. It's, you know, after hours, the lights are all off, and he's hanging out. And we get this really cool, like, exterior shot of Yashida Corp headquarters. And there's, like, a thousand hand ninjas, or at least I'm assuming they're hand ninjas because they're all wearing red, and it's Japan. And they're climbing this building, and Harada's just like, all right, well... I had other things that I was doing, but I guess I'll fight these guys instead. So he gets into his armor, and once the hand gets in, he just goes to town. He's cutting them all up, he's beating them, and then, of course, the leader of the hand arrives himself. And it is the Gorgon. So I'm super glad to have the Gorgon back. It's been a while since we've seen him in a comic, and I know that he was on my list of favorite villains when I did my countdown way back when and we've also covered him in episodes prior uh, when we discussed the agent of shield and the enemy of the state stories so now we have the gorgon he's leading the hand and he pretty much tells uh, shingen here that the hand has been trying to merge with yashida corp since before Lady Mariko died, and they finally have a plan that they're going to take what they want. They have a plan in place where they can remove Harada and have their own person. And Harada's like, yeah, yeah, okay, I don't believe you. If if I thought you guys were a threat, there would be more than just me in here fighting all these ninjas. And so the Gorgon's like, all right, fine, well, I'll let you kill all the ninjas and I'm just going to hang out and wait until it's all done. So Harada's like, all right, cool. Well, I have contingencies for this exact thing. We here at Yashida Corp are always ready for an invasion by the hand because it's just what we do. And so he takes them all out and then the Gorgon kind of plays his trump card. While he's talking to Harada and keeping Harada distracted, this new samurai kind of walks up behind Harada and impales him through the back. So it goes through the back and out his chest. And the person says, let go of this life, Shingen, and know that Clan Yashida is now in the capable hands of the Scarlet Samurai. And so now we have this mystery of, you know, who is this mysterious samurai that's now working with the hand and taking over Yashida Corp. Uh, Gorgon kind of made it seem like this person has a legitimate claim to Yashida Corporation. So very fun mystery. Like I said, I love the artwork in this issue. It's fantastic. The Some of the fighting sequences here, the action, the way Diodato does it, it's very cinematic and he uses like multiple panels to kind of show movement, uh, which is really cool. We don't really see that kind of style a lot where the action and the fighting is cinematic. You know, you get these really great panels of you know, this person punching that guy or this person flying, you know, towards a building after he's already been punched, but you don't really get that motion. 
and it's not quite as elegant as the Frank Miller stuff from Wolverine Volume 1, but it's really cool, and I like how Dudato does it. I really like the coloring on here as well from Frank Martin. It is fantastic, and he really does keep it like pulpy. It really does look, it has this pulpy feel to it, which is really cool. So in these issues, there was like this back, like a side story that was going on, like a little three-page thing and it culminated in this issue so i'm not actually going to cover that we're just going to jump right into old man logan number 32 and this one actually starts off in like a hand cavern or a hand ceremony room i guess and we see there's a body on a slab gorgon is standing there you know starting this this ritual of resurrection which we all know is the hands mo they resurrect dead ninjas and that way they're silent and they don't have to be alive and a lot of times they'll target influential people and kill them and resurrect them as like hand agents we actually saw that happen with wolverine in enemy of the state so go back and listen i believe that was episode number four of this show one of my favorite episodes go back and give it a listen if you haven't heard it or if you're a little rusty on the story, or you just want to relive the glory days of Mark Miller and a brainwashed hand Wolverine. So some time ago, Gorgon is performing this ritual, and he is resurrecting this person. And he says, now it is time for us to take what is rightfully ours. And this whole time saying, you know, we've been fighting Clan Yashida for centuries, and this and that, and now I'm going to perform this ritual and they still don't reveal who it is but it appears at this point to be a woman so then we are taken to tokyo japan it is the funeral of toko and wolverine goes up to his widow asami and kind of asks her you know do you know what was going on uh, you know I, i'm just one man but i'm looking to maybe give you some closure it doesn't seem like this is the kind of thing that your husband would have done. And as he's leaving the cemetery, he stops by the grave of Mariko Yashida. And then we're back to the Yashida Corporation offices in Tokyo, Japan. And there is the Scarlet Samurai and her goons are kind of in there telling all the scientists, your boss is no longer here. I am the boss now. Harada is gone you will obey me, I am in charge, and she brings in Gorgon, she brings in a bunch of the hand ninjas to kind of back up her claim, and they tell the scientists, we need you to start working on this Regenics thing, and uh, all the Regenics that you have, you need to give it to my ninjas, and so they're like, I guess, I don't know if inoculating is the right word, because they're not like, or vaccinating, like they're not preventing anything, they're just I don't know, maybe it's a Regenix booster, who knows. So they're injecting the Regenix, they start rejecting it into all these hand ninjas. They inject it into one, Gorgon slices him from like shoulder to hip, and the dude like regenerates almost immediately. And so while they are in this room inoculating, I guess injecting is probably more accurate, all the hand ninjas with Regenix, one of the bodyguard guys comes in and he's like, hey boss, uh, we have a problem. And he's talking to the Scarlet Samurai. And so then we are taken to uh, Old Man Logan again. And this time he is in a bar in Tokyo called the Paris Bar. And he is then meeting up with uh, Tuoko's 
widow Asami. She had told him at the funeral, like, meet me later at the Paris bar. I can't talk here. And so he is asking her, do you know what was going on? And she said, pretty much what happened is the the crazy Thunder Clan blackmailed my husband into stealing Regenics from Yashida Corp to give to them. And they pretty much told him that if he didn't, they would kill me and our daughter. And so that's why he was stealing from Yashida Corp. That's why he was giving to the crazy Thunder Clan. And now Wolverine knows why. But unfortunately, before Wolverine can get any more answers, he and Asami are interrupted by none other than Gorgon, the Scarlet Samurai, and the Hand. And Wolverine and the Hand Ninjas immediately start going at it, fighting each other, but before he can really do anything, the Scarlet Samurai intervenes, so now Old Man Logan is fighting Scarlet Samurai one-on-one, and in the meantime, the Hand Ninjas have uh, gotten to Asami, and they kill her right away. Like, there's no using her as bait to try to get Logan to surrender or whatever. They just outright kill her so that they can fight Logan. And if you remember, back when Logan was brainwashed for the hand, they were able to, like, see his thoughts and discuss, you know, communicate with him telepathically, I guess. And that's no different now. Uh, The Gorgon is still able to hear Wolverine's thoughts, at least Old Man Logan's thoughts. And he's kind of toying with him. He's like, you can smell the decay... And on on the Scarlet Samurai, you can smell the death, but I bet you can smell what's underneath that. And of course, Old Man Logan's trying to ignore him. He's trying not to fall victim to his taunts, but it's it's unmistakable. The scent of cherry blossoms is on the Scarlet Samurai, and rose water, and dirt, and matcha, and of course. We're getting all these clues as to who the Scarlet Samurai is. Wolverine in the past has mentioned the fact that this character smells of these things. And it is distracting Old Man Logan enough that the Scarlet Samurai is pretty much besting him in combat. And Wolverine kind of, I don't know, maybe comes to his senses a little bit and starts viciously fighting the hand a little bit more. He's taking them all out. uh, But eventually he gets to the Scarlet Samurai and... The Scarlet Samurai just chops off Old Man Logan's hand, like all the way through the adamantium and everything, kind of like the original Silver Samurai sword could do if it was uh, properly energized. And Wolverine, Old Man Logan, without his hand, is is beaten. And he never actually says who he thinks it is, although he pretty much has come to the conclusion that he knows who the Scarlet Samurai is, but the shock of being beaten, the fact that his healing factor is no longer working the way it should, and that he's handless, he passes out. And of course the Gorgon says, you disappoint me, Logan. I thought you would have recognized the special gift I brought for you. And then we are taken again to Yashida Corp, this time in like the basement in like a trash compactor, and there's like a janitor coming down, And he's about to throw some of these bags into the compactor when, like, someone just, like, busts out of it. And we find out that Shingen Harada is still alive. He immediately transforms into the Silver Samurai and stalks off 
after disposing of this janitor, this custodian. And then we're taken back to like the last page, the last two pages of the issue, and we finally get the reveal. Logan is there. He's finally come to. He's not healed yet, but he is at least conscious. And so now the Gorgon is able to continue his taunting. And Scarlet Samurai standing over Old Man Logan, ready to administer the killing blow, when the Gorgon looks at the Scarlet Samurai and says, Take off the helmet. And Old Man Logan's pleading with them, like, Don't, don't take it off. And the Scarlet Samurai takes off her helmet, and it's revealed to be Lady Mariko. And that's how number 32 ends. And 33 picks up right where 32 leaves off. We have an immediately uh, an immediate flashback all the way back to the pages of Uncanny X-Men 120. So at that time, uh, Uncanny X-Men, the X-Men were in Japan. They were fighting Moses Magnum, who was like, threatening all of Japan by creating a massive earthquake that would create a massive tsunami. And so the X-Men teamed up with uh, Japan's resident superhero Sunfire, who happens to be the cousin of Lady Mariko. And so while they were staying at his estate is when Wolverine first met uh, Lady Mariko. And so we're getting the uh, Old Man Logan 33 starts off right away with an homage pretty much to that issue. It is a scene where Lady Mariko is leaving the estate and Wolverine taps on like the limousine window before she has a chance to go and he gives her a white chrysanthemum, which is like their flower that they give to one another. And so we get this this really great little you know recapturing of that moment. We get like two pages of it here and in, in Uncanny X-Men 120 it was like four panels. So we get this nice uh, little exchange, and it's kind of cool to see that Old Man Logan has that same memory of Lady Mariko that regular Logan has. Of course, that also could have been her memory and not his, but I guess who's to say? And so then we're taken right back in, like I said, right where it leaves off. We've got Old Man Logan on the ground here. And Lady Mariko is there, and she sees him and, and says, Logan? And when she swings at him with her sword, she hesitates, and he's able to move out of the way a little bit and trip her and kind of escape. Uh, and then he ends up having to claw his way one-handedly through, like, 12 more hand ninjas. He grabs this innocent bystander. They get out of the bar. He has her go one direction, he goes the opposite way because obviously the hand is going to follow him, not just some innocent bystander woman. And as Logan's making a break for it, we cut back into the uh, the uh, Paris bar where Gorgon is, he's all mad at Scarlet Samurai. Like, I gave you one job. You know, you see all those memes. <laughs> like, you had one job and everything's all messed up. It's pretty much... That's what he's telling you. Like, I I brought you back to life. I gave you purpose, and this is how you repay me. And Scarlet Samurai is like, oh, my bad. I'm like, sorry about that. Like, is she really sorry about that? I think that at this point she's already fighting the hands control. I think seeing Logan is really what is the beginning of her breaking the control of the hand. And we know that it's possible because it worked for Logan. It's worked for other characters like Elektra and 
many others. So the hand comes in and they tell Gorgon, like, we lost Logan. Unfortunately, we didn't get him. He has a little Kylo Ren style hissy fit where he damages uh, this table that's sitting there. And he's like, all right, you guys, you go find them. Scarlet Samurai, you two, don't kill him. Find him, bring him to me. I'm going to kill him myself. And now we go to Logan. He's hiding out in this, like, decrepit old bar in like the fisherman's district of Tokyo, if there is one, I'm not familiar with Tokyo, uh, but that's where he is like in this old warehouse and he's sitting there trying to heal. And this dude comes up and he's just like, you look like crap, Logan. And Logan sees that it's Shingen Harada and Shingen's like, look, we have a common enemy. The hand knows about regenics. Now they're in control of some of it, but they want all of it. And I don't want to lose my company, but I can't let the Regenics get into their hands, nor can I let it be released on the streets by the Crazy Thunder Clan. So here's what we're going to do. He's saying, I'll team up with you and we'll destroy the hand and we'll destroy the Crazy Thunder Clan and we'll stop them from using the Regenics. So then we go back to Yashida Corp, where we have Gorgon and Scarlet Samurai uh, in charge of Yashida Corp. <laughs> and they're kind of telling the scientists, like, hurry up, we need you to make more of the Regenics. And the scientist says, yeah, I can't do that. Uh, we don't have the materials that we need. And he goes, Gorgon moves to eliminate her, and Scarlet Samurai stops him and he's like you dare and she's like dude if we kill off every scientist then we're not going to have anyone left to make it so we can kill all the scientists and not be able to make any or we can figure out a way to get them what they need so that they can keep making it and he allows her to live and then he turns to the scarlet samurai and says like don't ever disrespect me again and then while they're talking this like canister of nitrogen just comes rolling into the lab and then it gets hit by a shuriken and explodes and of course liquid nitrogen is going to drop the temperature of everything around it and everything that the liquid nitrogen comes into contact with if you've ever seen terminator 2 then you know that's how they're able to slow down if not defeat the t-1000 because it's like the t-1000 was liquid i'm getting off track t-1000 was liquid metal best thing to do to stop liquid metals to freeze it and the only thing cold enough was liquid nitrogen so something to that effect here so they throw that out there and now shingen harada and old man logan who has grown his arm back or his he's grown his hand back uh, although his claws are now three adamantium and three bone uh, they team up and they're just taking out the hand left and right they know that the Regenics slows down on the cold temperatures, slows down enough that they should be able to defeat the hand. We get to see some more freaking fantastic artwork from Mike Diodato Jr. Like I said, he he really gets this artwork to look very cinematic. Like you almost feel like you're watching like a DC cartoon. Like it has good as the quality as DC's cartoons are, like the cart like the animated movies. That almost is kind of what this seems like. It, it plays out more like an animated film than a comic book. It's very cinematic the way he's doing this art, and I love it. 
and we get to see some more of it here. Finally, Logan is facing off with Scarlet Samurai. We already know that she's kind of resisting the control of the hand. And so he's like, think about the white chrysanthemum I gave you. Think about it and fight. And while Old Man Logan is keeping the Scarlet Samurai busy, the Silver Samurai has defeated all of the hand ninjas, and all that's left is him and the Gorgon. And of course, the Gorgon, rather than fighting, chooses to flee. And so we go back to the fight between Scarlet Samurai and Old Man Logan, and we thought she was breaking the hold, but it turns out she wasn't. She slices Wolverine across the gut, and right when she's about to administer the killing blow, she's hit from behind with some sort of antidote, if you will. And the Scarlet Samurai, excuse me, the Silver Samurai is standing there with this little injector contraption in his hand, and he says, you're welcome. He says, I saved your murderous ex-girlfriend's life. And he just kind of tells her, like, or he tells Logan, uh, you know, it's an invention of his. There's like, there are these nanites that heal the body. And so they're healing her body and they're healing her mind. And by doing that, they're uh, purging the control of the hand from Mariko's mind. And so Harada says, all right, well, now that we've gotten rid of the hand and all that, and I saved Mariko from their control, I would say that you owe me a favor. And so the issue ends with Old Man Logan agreeing to go to Madripoor and destroying the rest of the Regenix that's there. And Old Man Logan's like, all right, fair enough. Uh, you did save Mariko, and uh, you upheld your part of the bargain, I suppose. So, yeah, I guess I'll go to Madripoor, and we will fight the crazy Thunder Clan and destroy the Regenix. And that takes us into the two-part Moon Over Madripoor, which takes place in Old Man Logan 34 and 35. Now, the art changes in this two-issue series. Uh, Diodato Jr. stays and does the covers for 34 and 35. But the new artist in the next two issues is Ibrahim Roberson, and the color is from Carlos Lopez. So the art does change. Uh, I still like the art. It's very good. The issue 34 starts off with like a little history of Madripoor, and we learn that both the clan Yashida and the Hand originated in Madripoor in the early 1800s, or at least uh, all the way back to the 1600s, really. But this is a particular battle in 1824, and it's supposed to be like Lady Mariko's great-grandfather or something, great-great-grandfather perhaps. Uh, of Clan Yashida fighting against the Hand. And we see in a hotel room now in Madripoor, the Scarlet Samurai and Old Man Logan are trying to figure out where they're going to start their search for the Regenix. Wolverine, at this point, Old Man Logan, is still healing from their battle. And eventually they decide, all right, well, I'm healed enough. You've got your samurai gear so let's just hit the streets and they immediately start shaking down various street thugs until eventually they find a junkie 
who says, look, if I show you where they're making the regenics, you have to give me like a hit. Like, cause I need it to live. And they're like, all right, fine. Show us where it's at and we'll, we'll get you what you need. And so he, uh, agrees to take them to where it is. And then of course we ourselves are taken to this new, uh, this new scene where, um, Kenji, who is the leader of uh, the Crazy Thunder Clan in Tokyo, is now in Madripoor, and he's overseeing all these various cooks who are making uh, like crappy regenics and everything, and they only have limited samples. And we think that Old Man Logan and Scarlet Samurai are going to show up, and then there's this explosion, and we're thinking, all right, cool, they found it. And in walks Gorgon in the hand, and he's like, look, I don't have any more regenics in Tokyo, so I'm going to take your regenics. In the meantime, Old Man Logan and Scarlet Samurai are betrayed by this junkie to the hand as well. And so Scarlet Samurai, Old Man Logan, they have to fight all these hand ninjas. And then once they do, they decide, all right, well, we'll go check out that explosion since it was kind of in the direction that this junkie guy was taking us anyway. And when they arrive, they find that the Gorgon has killed Kenji. He's turned him to dust. If you remember, his mutant power is that, like his namesake, he can turn people to stone just by making eye contact. So he's done that, and he's taken control of what little Regenix is left. There's not much. There's maybe 15 vials here. Nine, something like that. And as they're about to make off with the Regenix, Old Man Logan and Scarlet samurai appear and pretty much challenge him to a battle he's like look you want the last of the regenics so do i so here's what we're gonna do and so logan starts taking out all these hand ninjas scarlet samurai is fighting the gorgon and it looks like she has the gorgon bested he's down on the ground he is without a weapon and right when she's telling him like i've beaten you old man logan walks up and he's like hey i beat all the hand and then he just passes out and he looks dead and she's like, Logan! And so that is how number 34 ends. I know I'm skipping through these last two uh, pretty quickly. Uh, they're, it's just a follow-up to the Scarlet Samurai series. And we're kind of pushing along on time. And I know that the sound quality in this episode isn't that good. So I'd hate for it to go like an hour and 20 minutes. You know, be my longest episode when it sounds as terrible as it does. And so for number 35 begins right where number 34 leaves off. Logan is down, he is passed out, he is healing, he looks dead, and unfortunately that distraction was enough for the hand to regroup, and so now the Scarlet Samurai has to take on a group of the hand, which allows Gorgon to at least grab a weapon. And he's telling Lady Mariko, like, I should have... I should have, you know, I should, I should destroy you. I should kill you here. And he's saying like, I brought you back. You owe me your life. You are part of the hands now and all this. And he grabs old man Logan and he's kind of holding him like with the sword to his back. Like obviously old man Logan's in really bad shape and one more wound possibly could kill him because his healing factor wouldn't be able to keep up with it anymore. And so of course, Old Man Logan's like, don't do it. I'm not worth it. So Lady Mariko says, you know, I'll never, 
I'll never back down, and the Gorgon impales him with the sword anyway, and as Wolverine's falling to the ground, he pops his claws, slashes the Gorgon in the stomach, his guts are hanging out, which is gross, and now Scarlet Samurai is able to take him on one-on-one, and of course he's also injured here, which gives her this great advantage. Uh, I didn't really talk about Roberson's art very much in the last issue, uh, but it is really good here. We actually get to see some action, and it's it's just it's good. It's crisp and clean. It's good looking action. He uses like the wide shot kind of panels. So if it's got like four or five panels on a page, it's the vertical ones. So you really get to see, you know, these kicks and these slashes and things like that. And you really get to see the poses. So the action is really good here. And Scarlet Samurai bests the Gorgon and she has him down and defeated. And right when she's about to administer the killing blow, a bunch of hand ninjas show up and take the Gorgon away. And they're like, we're going to come back and we're going to fight you because, you know, we have to. We resurrected you, you turned your back on us, and we can't let that stand. So we're going to take the Gorgon and we'll be back. And she's like, fine, I'll be waiting. And she goes over to Logan and she's like, look, you're not healing. What's going on? And he's like, I'm freaking old. Just let me die. And of course, the Regenics has been left by the hand. And the next scene is Wolverine like waking up on this boat, like a ferry boat from Madripoor back to Japan. And he's like freaking out. His pulse is racing. It's crazy. And Mariko's there. She's like, sit down, Logan. And he's like, what the heck's going on? She's like, I gave you the Regenics, dude. What'd you, what'd you think I was going to do? Let you die? Are you crazy? So she gives him the regenics, and he heals. So that's cool. And they have this really nice, you know, heartfelt conversation on the ferry back. Like, what are you going to do? And she's like, well, don't worry about it. Like, there's no more regenics. We've taken that out at least. And you're all healed, so we're good there. And Wolverine's like, thank you. And so they decided to go back to Yashida Corporation and, like, destroy all the files on Regenics and all that. And, of course, Harada shows up and he's like, what the heck are you doing? And they're like, we're destroying all your backup files on Regenics to make sure you can't make any more. And he's like, dude, I upheld my part of the bargain. You, my part of the bargain was I would stop making the Regenics, and I did, and I got rid of everything. And they're like, oh, well, great. <laughs> and Harada's like, jeez. Um, and so Wolverine gently reminds Harada that he had also made a deal to take care of Tuuko's daughter, who is now an orphan, because her mother was killed by the hand in back in 32, if you recall. And so now that the loose end is tied up, and everyone's upheld their part of the bargain, and Shingen is back in charge of Yashida Corp, and Wolverine and Lady Mariko are free to do what they will, they decide that Mariko is going to go live her life, and she doesn't want to be anybody's pawn, and as much as she loves Wolverine, everything in her life up until her death had been planned, and she was doing her duty, she was upholding the Yashida family honor, but now that she's resurrected, she doesn't really have those obligations anymore, 
and she wants to go live her own life. And of course, Wolverine understands that as well. And that's kind of what he wants for her. So she gives him a peck on the cheek, tells him that she's grateful for what he's, you know, done for her. And she gives him a kiss on the cheek and disappears into the crowd. And the series ends just as it started. Wolverine, alone on a street in Japan, in Tokyo, walks into a bar, and the second he walks in, someone gets thrown out of the window. He puts his head down, closes his eyes, puts his hand over his brow, and just says, I just wanted a beer. And that's how the Scarlet Samurai and Moon over Madripoor ends. Great arc. I loved it. I wish that I had more time to tell you all how I feel about it, but I think you get the gist that I was very excited. Love the storyline. It's easily my favorite Old Man Logan storyline. Maybe not more than the original one from Miller, uh, but pretty darn good. Love the return of Mariko. I hated it when I first heard about it. I wasn't reading this series, and I loved it. Uh, it it worked really well. I like what they did with the character. And frankly, I'm excited to see her show up again, hopefully in the return of Wolverine or in his new ongoing that I assume he'll be getting once he's fully back. So that being said, that will take care of today's episode. Bubs, if you like the show and would like to see it continue, there are different things you can do to make sure that happens. First off, tell your friends. If you like the show, chances are you're a Wolverine fan or an X-Men fan, and you probably have friends who are as well. So have them listen to the show. Help me convert your friends into new listeners. Also, you can rate and review the show. I would like to announce that I am now a rated podcast I have at least five ratings on iTunes or Apple Podcasts now, so that's very exciting. I'm very happy about that. Big shout out to my friend Ryan, who reviewed the show as well. Thanks so much for the kind words, sir. If you would like to help the show grow and would like to make it so with your hard-earned cash, check out my Patreon patreon.com slash talkinsnicked. You can join the Talk and Snicked community at the two or one, two, five, or ten dollar levels per month. Or of course you can just give any amount that you'd like. But there are perks, there are rewards, there are special things that you can earn by joining the Talk and Snicked community. So go over to Patreon, check that out. I have a link to it in the show notes. Bubs, if you like the music in the show, make sure you stay tuned for the very end here and check out the track Back From The Dead by the very talented musician Retcon X. He is a musician who creates original music inspired by the X-Men. And the track Back From The Dead is a Talkin' Snicked exclusive. This is the only place you can hear that song. So check out his Spotify playlist and his website. I have links to them in the show notes as well. Bubs, I think that covers it. Tune in next week. Hopefully we are done with these audio issues and we are back up to our regular standard of sound quality. We are going to be covering yet another alternate Logan, alternate Wolverine. Uh, 
next week. Until next time, bubs. Bye.